KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. I'm Charlotte Reese. You may or may not have heard of a COVID-19 bubble, but you have one anyway. It's the people you are hanging out with while the pandemic continues. So, how safe is your bubble right now? And how can you expand it with as little risk as possible? Just watching professional sports come back and the problems that athletes are having, it seemed to me like trying to expand our bubbles might be a little easier said than done. So I called Dr. Teresa Sweet to talk about it. She's an associate professor of epidemiology and biostatistics at Drexel University. So by now, we've been dealing with COVID-19 and social distancing for, for quite a long time. And there's been a lot of articles and stories about people expanding their COVID bubbles. So to start, can you just talk about what a COVID-19 bubble is and why people are referring to it that way? Sure. So on a personal level, obviously, uh, a bubble is those are people for whom they don't necessarily live in your home, okay, but that you will have interactions with. And you sort of have this agreement that you will not um, interact with people outside of your bubble so that you can't bring the virus into your bubble. So, for example, you know, you might have possibly a neighbor who needs some assistance because they've just had some sort of medical procedure or uh, neighbors that have children that are the same age as your children and, and you might want to, you know, have some interaction. And as long as you all agree not to interact with other people outside your bubble, the idea is that it might be somewhat safe for you to interact with people in your bubble. Right. Yeah, I was reading how seriously some other countries are taking it and they have specific rules about, you know, only two households and keeping it within a certain amount of people. Yeah, there, and that is actually a great idea, but um, that is not what is happening in this country. Any type of personal bubble you have with uh, neighbors or another family, that is really up to individuals in the bubble. There are no real rules in this country about that. People have been going stir crazy. It's been months at this point. And I mean, people want to go out for dinner or have dinner at someone's house or even just hug a friend. Is that a bad thing at this point? I mean, what happens when we start bringing people into our bubbles? So, you know, obviously everything with comes with some risk. And you just, on a personal level, you need to weigh your risk and, and what you're willing to risk. So I can, I can just tell you on a personal level that I have had social interactions with uh, a few friends. But one, we, we haven't hugged. We haven't shaken hands. You know, we don't touch. And we don't meet inside their homes. You know, we, we would meet in the backyard, perhaps, where we can keep socially distanced or we might meet in a park, but again, where, where we're not very close to each other. So we can still talk to each other. We can still bring our individual food or drink and have a nice, relaxed conversation over food and drink. But again, we're not smacked up next to each other. And that, I think, is, you know, relatively, it, it is not risk-free, um, but it would be considered, I would consider that low-risk 
um, as long as everybody that you're meeting with has been following all of the social distancing and mask protocols. Right. And let's talk about sports then, because I think sports is a great example of the bubble that a lot of people know. And it's even kind of an experiment, right? We have a lot of different forms of bubbles with the NBA in Disney. The UFC is going to rent an island. Okay. And um, I don't have you ever watched Big Brother? Um, I haven't, but I know what it is. Yes. Right. So they're starting their season. And I'm, I just keep looking at all of these things as like a health experiment that we're all watching. I mean, could th- could these things work, like testing everybody and just like keeping them in one spot? So, yeah, with the NBA, for instance, their bubble is uh, so just so they can finish out the season. Uh, right. And so the start of the next season at this point, they're not sure what what they're going to do. But this was just to finish the season. So it's for a decent chunk of time, but it's not for six months or more. My question is, can people stay in this bubble, right? They're staying in a hotel for six months or more. Is that physically possible for them? Or are they just, you know, not not going to be able to do that? But for the short term, so your question is, is that possible? You know, this whole bubble thing. And I mean, it appears mostly to be working for the NBA. I think there were a couple players, right, that stepped outside the bubble. I think one individual stepped out to uh, get some takeout food and he went a little bit past the barrier where he was supposed to be. Um, and so those those people are quarantining. From what I understand with the NBA bubble, they're testing every player and coach and staff person who's in that bubble every day, which is, uh, from a public health standpoint, I, I understand why they're doing it. Um, it has to be pretty costly. Wouldn't you say if they uh, keep doing that, for one thing? Cost is definitely a a factor in this. And then, as you said, trust is, too. I mean, can people really trust other people to follow the rules? Sure. But with the NBA bubble, the, the players and the staff are living in this bubble. But I believe that the hotel employees are not being forced to quarantine with the players. They are still able to go home and come back. So... Um, but but once they're in the hotel working, they're supposed to keep their distance from the players. So even their bubble isn't totally risky. There's still going to be some interaction with people who uh, go to the outside world who are hopefully following proper social distancing and mask usage when they are outside of, of the hotel, which is, I assume, why they're still testing every single player and staff person every day, because they they could theoretically still come in contact with a hotel employee who is not uh, living within that bubble. But then compare what's going on in the NBA to what's going on with uh, Major League Baseball, right? Mm -hmm. Where they're not living in the bubble, they're traveling. And, you know, all it takes is, you know, we saw with the Florida team, right? All it takes is is perhaps one individual. They, They still don't know how it started, but one individual perhaps who was infected, and then these guys are on a bus together or on a plane together. Um, they're living in close quarters. They're practicing together, and you can see how it, it spread through. I, I think uh, about half of the team um, was infected. So you can see how not being in a bubble could really start spread of this uh, disease within the, each individual team. Yeah, 
you mentioned about how America is not doing some things that other countries are doing, but what do you think should be happening in America? Do you think that this bubble system could actually work if if people were maybe more informed about what it could do and who they could hang out with? Sure. I mean, whether you're talking about a bubble or just uh, allowing more interaction between people, you know, if our if our numbers overall were lower, right, if our case numbers were considerably lower, then we would be able to interact more. Our kids would be able to go back to school in person. You look at Philadelphia public schools. I know some of the other suburb, Philadelphia suburban schools are all planning to start the school year with remote learning, right? But if if the levels had been down throughout the country, perhaps that wouldn't have been as much of an issue. Um, and so I think that, that that was part of uh, a big, big part of why we're still in the situation we're in, because we didn't everywhere throughout the country, they, we didn't all follow the same protocols of social distancing, not wearing a mask, um, and, and different states opened up their economies, opened up restaurants and stores much quicker than other parts of the country. And now we see really huge numbers elsewhere in the country. Mm-hmm. And not only that, we see states banning other states from even entering their state, right, without a quarantine. Is that, I mean, that could even be like a really big bubble, that state, right? Murphy keeps adding more states to the list and a few other New England states. Is that, do you think that that's a good way to try and stop the spread? Possibly, but I but I have to say it's not as if it's not like crossing a border into another country, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if you're on 95 heading north, you can cross multiple states. You don't have to stop and prove where you came from. Um, so while they're while they're saying that they're demanding people from other states to quarantine for two weeks once they get to um, say New Jersey. There's no specific law on the books as far as I know. Right. So I guess back to our own personal bubbles, what would you suggest to people who are wondering if they should expand their bubble? Is there a safe way to do it or safe tips that you can give people? Well, you know, again, like you had said before, it goes down to trust. You know, you have to have an agreement with everybody in your bubble that you're all going to follow a specific list of what we can call them guidelines. You don't want to be too strict and call them rules, you know, in that you um, you are social distancing. If you are out in public, um, that you're always wearing a mask, you're social distancing. Obviously, um, you know, people need to do things like go to the grocery store, for example. Right. And so are there specific protocols in place for when People in your bubble are going to the store. Um, what stores are they going to? So I know personally, I have found that some grocery stores seem to be a little more strict about mask wearing and social distancing than other grocery stores. Um, so you can be pretty specific on your guidelines, but it does come down to trust. You know, do you trust that the people in uh, your bubble or your extended bubble are really following the guidelines? It's a very interesting time. Well, Teresa, thank you so much for joining me today and talking with me about bubbles and coronavirus. Oh, no problem. Thank you for asking me. 
That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Charlotte Reese, and we'll have another episode out soon.